0: Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc. Good morning,
1: good morning, good morning, Fusion Church. All right, it is Friday morning, and I bet you some of you guys are going, yes, Friday is finally here. You know, it's been a long, long week, but, you know, we got to, no matter what kind of a week we've been having, we have to be able to just praise God and thank Him, because guess what? He has brought us through it, you know, and today we get to celebrate Him and give him the praise, the glory, and the honor that belongs to him and him alone. All righty, we are in 1 Samuel uh, chapter 5. All right, let's begin with a word of prayer. Father, I just thank you and I just praise you. I thank you for this day because this is the day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I thank you, Father God, because you always make a way you're always in control father and you're always there father accessible to us that we can come to you and you receive us Lord so I thank you for that thank you for your word this morning speak to us let it be you and not us father I thank you for all these things in Jesus name amen and amen all right if you need to stretch go ahead and stretch all right and my lovely Sandra will be reading
0: okay good morning uh We are in first Samuel chapter five, starting with verse one here. It says, after the Philistines had captured the Ark of God, they took it from Ebenezer to Ashad. Then they carried the Ark into Dagon's temple and set it beside Dagon. When the people of Ashad rose early the next day, there was Dagon fallen on his face on the ground before the Ark of the Lord. They took Dagon and put him back in his place. But the following morning, when they rose, there was Dagon falling on his face on the ground before the ark of the Lord. His head and hands had been broken off and were lying on the threshold, only his body remained. That is why to this day, neither the priests of Dagon nor any others who enter Dagon's temple at Ashad step on the threshold. The Lord's hand was heavy upon the people of Ashad and its vicinity. He brought devastation upon them and afflicted them with tumors. When the men of Ashad saw what was happening, they said, The ark of the God of Israel must not stay here with us because his hand is heavy upon us and upon Dagon, our God. So they called together all the rulers of the Philistines and asked them, What shall we do with the ark of the God of Israel? They answered, Have the ark of the God of Israel moved to Gath. So they moved the ark of the God of Israel. But after they had moved it, the Lord's hand was against that city, throwing it into a great panic. He afflicted the people of the city, both young and old, with an outbreak of tumors. So they sent the ark of God to Akron. As the ark of God was entering Akron, the people of Akron cried out, They have brought the ark of God, excuse me, of the God of Israel around to us, to kill us and our people. So they called together all the rulers of the Philistines and said, send the ark of the God of Israel away. Let it go back to its own place or it will kill us and our people. For death had filled the city with panic. God's hand was very heavy upon it. Those who did not die were afflicted with tumors and the outcry of the city went up to heaven. Amen.
1: Amen amen thank you Sandra all right stretch again if you need to wow you know this particular uh book you know it's not a long book you know but it speaks a lot about the outcome after the philistines you know they they have war with israel um they 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 capture the ark of god you know and they and it starts there in verse 1 it says that the philistines took the ark of God, you know, they couldn't have left the ark over there. They didn't have to take the ark, but guess what? They were prideful. They wanted a trophy possibly, you know, and they took the ark. And it says in verse two, and when the Philistines took the ark of God and they brought it into the house of Dagon and set it by Then Now, besides, you know, Israel crying out, you know, they lost the battle, the Philistines took the ark and they brought it in. Uh, into their their worship place. You know, now, Dagon was originally an agricultural or, or stone god. You know, some of them uh, refer to him as part man, part fish. Uh, but this was their god. And they have made him, you know, the head of their gods because they always have so many little, little G gods. You know, some believe that, you know, that they took the ark into the temple as a show of they have conquered it, they conquer Israel and they capture the ark, so they put the ark in. You know, as to saying that you know our God captured your God. You know, our God won. Others, you know, it depend upon who you talk to, believe there was also like a sign of of respect. You know, but either it doesn't matter which way it was. They took the ark, you know, and they brought it into into the temple. You know. And sometimes, you know, when when something like this happened, this crisis, you know, in Israel, uh, the the Ark was captured. You know that brings devastation and that brings anguish to the people. Sometimes people don't know what to do. But you know, no matter what we're going through today, my brothers and sisters, we gotta make sure that we keep our faith in the Lord because He is working. He is working, and I'm gonna say it again. He is working behind the scenes where we don't know nothing of, you know, we cannot see it, we cannot hear it, sometimes we cannot even discern it, but God is working, you know, and he's always there, because, you know, when you think about this, you know, if you look back in Judges, in Judges uh, 16, 23, there was a time also that, you know, that Israel was, was under the Philistines, you know, and it says there in Judges 16, 23, it says and now the lords of the philistines gathered together to offer a great sacrifice to Dagon the same the same god you know so back then they had this god you know and they said our god has delivered unto our hands samson so at this time they had samson they, they you know they took out his eyes you know he was in prison and everything and everyone thought that everything was over with you know that the lord has lost they lost a strong man then you know, their leader. But then, but then in Judges 16, 28, he says, and Samson called on the Lord saying, Oh Lord God, remember me, I pray. Strengthen me, I pray. You know, just, you know, just this once that I may with one blow have vengeance over the Philistines. You know, sometimes, I'm going to say not all the time. Prayer is the key to the victory prayer is the key to the victory because even when things seem impossible you know samson you know he was a prisoner he was tied up he lost his sight he probably felt like a failure didn't know what to do but then he had one opportunity and he says lord that i may you know die with them you know and and samson back then you know, he destroyed the Philistines in that, you know, they're put in between the two pillars and he knocked the two pillars down. And guess what? Their God, their God, Dagon their God, along with over 3,000 Philistines die that day, you know? So it doesn't matter how impossible it may look, you know, God is always in control. And he says there in verse three, and when the people of Ashdod. I rose early the next morning. So they placed the ark in the temple, you know, and when they got up the next morning, guess what? Their God, Ashtak, was laying on his face before the ark, you know, laying on his face before the ark. That means, you know, the God doesn't need you doesn't need your help to have the victory. He doesn't need your help to have that victory because just the presence of God or Lord will make even idols bow down before him. Idols made out of stones, idols that have no power because guess what? Because our God is a holy God, you know? So the Lord doesn't need us to do the the battle, but you know, guess what? He's doing the battles for you. He's working behind the scenes. He's moving on your behalf and on my behalf, you know. And he says, and he says that, you know, they, in verse four, and when they arose early the next morning, there was Dagon falling on his face to the ground before the ark, you know, in verse four, you know. So once he, once Dagon fell down, you know, in verse three, it says there, and I, and I almost missed this, it says there that they placed Dagon back in his place again so he took human hands to place their little god back in position so they probably dusted him all up you know polish up his shoes his boots and all that kind of stuff set him up again you know and then left them there and the next day the next day when they get up again and they go back into the temple guess what Dagon was back down again but this time, this time, his head and his hands were broken off and they were by the threshold of the temple. You know, it does not matter how many times our enemy rises up against us. God will always take him down. God will always take him down. There is nothing that you could be facing today That God does not have the answer to. There's nothing that we're going through today that our Lord cannot defeat on your behalf. And let me tell you, let me tell you, the word of God says that we walk by faith and not by sight. So we have to believe that God is working it out, no matter how difficult it is, no matter how much he hurts, no matter how impossible it is, because even by by man's standards, a lot of things are impossible, but for God, there is nothing impossible you know God's presence alone God's presence alone will make a difference God's presence alone will lift you up God's presence alone brought the enemy down on his face and he broke his hands that is the presence of the Lord it makes all the difference the presence of God breaks every yoke breaks every harsh thing that is against you You know, so, you know, so this is, again, a sign to us that even when we don't see it, even when we don't see it, there is a battle taking place. And the victory is already ours in Christ Jesus. You know, the victory is already ours in Christ Jesus. He says in verse five, therefore, neither the priest after that time, after that incident, you know, that their God was down. Now the guy is broken. Now they're going to raise up a God that has no head and no hands. Their God's broken. But before this, when we were reading back, you know, in in Samson's time and Judges, their God was destroyed. So here, their God was destroyed back then. So now they they made him again. They made him again. And now they set him up. Now they broke him again. And that's something because for God, he's always fighting for us. Our God is always making a way. But and then now the priests, like that, you know, since that time on until this day, you know, when they go into the temple to pray to this dying God, guess what? They don't want to be by the threshold. The threshold, the doorways coming in, they don't want to even step on that because that's where their God's head and hands were. You know, so, you know, to this day, to this day, they haven't learned because to this day, this is what they practice. They haven't learned yet, you know, that our God is superior, that our God is holy, you know, and that our God will always have the victory. It says in verse 6, but but the, head, the hand of the Lord at that time was heavy um, at the, against the people of Ashdod. And he ravaged them and struck them with, with tumors, both at an Ashhat and all the territory. So God's presence there, God's presence there, that they had him in the temple. You know, God was in a place that he didn't want to be. The ark of the his presence was there. And his presence was bringing havoc to the territory, was bringing havoc there, that, that the people were getting sick, that the people had. Tumors, you know, because of what they did. Because why did they take the ark? Like I said earlier, they didn't have to take the ark because they wanted to show off. They wanted to have a trophy. They want to be able to say, Look what my God did. Guess what? Now everything was coming against them. Because you know, in the presence of God, you know, we serve a God that's holy. it says in First Peter 16 it says, Because it is written, be holy, for I am holy. And Leviticus 19:2, it says, speak to all the congregation of the children of Israel saying, you shall be holy for I am holy. So our God is a holy God. And he was put in a place that it was not holy. It, you know, it, it was not holy. It was evil. You know, what the people did there was evil. So our God was there doing his own thing. His presence was doing his own thing. His presence was causing havoc. His presence was causing the people to have tumors, you know. And it says there in verse 7, and when the men of Ashtar, you know, if they saw how it was that the Ark of Israel, that the Ark of Israel must not remain with us. So now they're finally getting it. They're finally getting it. Now not only the God is broke their little God, you know. Now the people are finally saying, Hey, what are we gonna do? You know, this ark, you know, shouldn't be here. But you know, how do you think about that? If this ark shouldn't be here, this ark, you know, that the that belongs to Israel shouldn't be here, you know. And and, and look what it's doing to us. And look, because at the end of verse 7, it says, you know, that is harsh towards us, and that again our God, that is harsh against their God. So they are acknowledging the fact that their God was nothing, that their God didn't have the victory, that their God was defeated, but yet they remain. Faithful to that little god, and yet they were fearful of the God of Israel. Look at that! How how sin can blind you, how sin can keep you from seeing the truth. Here they are living it, seeing what's going on, seeing what the Ark of the Lord was doing to their people, seeing how strong of an influence that the God of Israel had. You know that the people were getting sick and everything, and yet. You know, all they can think about is getting rid of the ark. We got to send it out of here. So they already knew that it was powerful, but yet they didn't want to receive it. They didn't want to be converted. They didn't want to, you know, take it as their own God or turn to the Lord, you know. And that's what sin does it keeps people blind, it keeps people deaf, dumb, and sometimes stupid, you know, <laughs> because they're getting hit left and right, and yet they don't see it. But our God, is merciful, you know. It says that they said to each other in verse 8 "What shall we do?" And it says, "Let it, let the ark of God of Israel be carried away. Get it out of here. Send it to Gosh. You know, send it out of here. We don't need it." But there was fear already in that land. There was fear already. And guess what? And the Lord was doing all this on His own. He didn't have you following Him around. He didn't have you praying. You know, he was there all by himself because the presence of God is always at work. The presence of God is always going to make itself be manifested. The presence of God is holy, holy, you know. And and when people do things the wrong way, the presence of God will convict and and will show them the way. But there was fear throughout the land, you know. And anyone, nothing to do with this ark. You know, and they and every and they were sending it out, and then the people, their pe- own people, will say, "Don't send it over here! Don't send it over here!" You know, we don't want it. We don't want it. You know, because the Lord was making a way, but the Lord was punishing them. You know, it says in verse in verse eleven. So they so they 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 sent and gathered together all the people, all the leaders. You know, I got to discuss this again and and said. Send away the ark of God of Israel and let it go back to its own place. Let it go back to its own place. You know, get it out of here, you know, so that it does not kill us, you know, or our people. For there was daily destruction throughout all the city, because the hand of God was heavy there. The hand of God is heavy there. You know, sometimes when we go through a storm, sometimes we don't even know what to pray for. Sometimes we don't even know what to ask for, but God knows. God knows because his presence is holy, you know, and God desired to bless his people. And that's why it's so important that we ourselves, as we face crisis, as we face difficulties and as we don't have the answers, let me tell you, we don't have the answers. Sometimes, We can go through storms and we don't understand where they're coming from. Sometimes we can even question, God, where are you? Come on now. Let's be real. Sometimes you're going to say, God, where are you? I don't hear you. I'm going through something, Lord, but I can't hear you today. I can't hear you. You know, the wind is blowing too much. I can't hear you. I don't know what's going on, Lord. And sometimes we just need to say, Lord, you will be done in my life. You will be done in my home. You will be done in my family, you will be done because, you know, God is a merciful and faithful God to his own. You know, when we turn to him, when we, when we go to him, he is faithful to hear us. And here he is making a way for the ark to come back to Israel because, you know, back in, back in Israel, the people were still devastated. The people were still, you know, the feeling, the way that they felt that they lost the battle that, and the ark was taken, God was making a way, answering prayer, answering prayer. And they didn't even know what was going on over here it was with the Philistine. But God was making a way for the ark to get back to them because of his grace, because of his mercy, because he says, I'm going to make a way, you know. So he didn't need our help back then. He doesn't need your help today. What he needs from you and I is our praise, is our worship, is our admiration to him because he is merciful, because he is gracious, because he is making a way. And let me tell you, you cannot give up while doing good. Do not give up while doing good. You know, keep your faith in God, continue to trust him, no matter what the flesh says, no matter what, the flesh said because our bodies you know sometimes you know oh we wanna we want to hit something <laughs> our bodies sometimes we want to ah, scream a little bit you know and been there done that still doing it every once in a while i gotta go in my little own little spot and go <sighs> okay okay god okay i let it out now lord you know because why because we gotta be real we are made of flesh this flesh hurts, this flesh feels pain, and we go through stuff. But God is in control. And I say that because I know what I can go through. I know what I can feel. And I know when storms are hitting. And when storms are hitting, it's because something is being done right, and the enemy is ticked off at you, ticked off at us, and he sends these storms our way, and sometimes, you know, what we need to do is, is, is just to continue to praise God, but continue to fight the good fight of faith, continue to, to declare the word of the Lord over you, and over your family, and over the situation, continue to declare life over the symptoms, you know, because sometimes you don't get a good report, sometimes a report might be a negative report, but well, my Lord is still in control. Whose report are you going to believe? I'm going to believe the report of the Lord and the report of the Lord says I am healed I am free I am delivered I am whole I have peace I have joy I have gladness in the middle of the storm I can praise God and I can say Lord I thank you because you make a way you make a way man does not make a way but you make a way the word of God says I am the way the truth and the life I am the way the truth and the life so he makes a way for you and I, that when we go through this crisis in our life, when we are afflicted with pain, we can still call upon the name of the Lord, and He is merciful and faithful to lift us up, you know, and strengthens us, you know, because He is a loving God, and you know. And I want to thank you guys for for lifting up my wife in prayer. You know, we're still going through some some issues, you know, and whatnot, and and my son was sick. Well, you know, he had a mini stroke. You know, and and some of you already know that. Uh, you know, and God is making, but God is making a way. God is making a way. We can't stop while doing good. We can't give up just because we have, uh, you know, a detour in the road. You can't stop just because you may not be feeling good. You know, or you know, you got to continue. You got to do what I do: smack my own self and say, "Get yourself in gear." Get yourself in here, come on now. Put yourself together, shake it off because our God is faithful, our God is good and our God is making our way. And if you're going through something, ask the Lord, Lord, what is it that I need to learn on this journey? What is it that you wanna teach me as I go through this? Because everything has something for you to learn. Every situation that rises up, there's something for you to learn, something for you to pick up, something to make you stronger. You know, because the word of God says that no weapon formed against you will prosper. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have the battle. It means that no weapon formed against you will prosper. You can have the victory. You can prosper. Yes, and you can have the victory even in the pain, even under the discomfort. You can have the victory because Why? Because he that created you is with you. He that created you is with you. I say it again. He that created you is with you. He says that you are wonderfully made, that you were wonderfully made, that he needed you together. He put you together and you are perfect in his eyes, you know, and guess what? He is working it out. So whatever it is that we are going through this week, you know, we have to surrender it to God. We got to surrender to him and say, Lord, here it is, Lord, here it is. I can, I can do it. Believe me, believe me, Dunder. Lord, here it is. I can, I can, I can, I can, I can, and I can, not and I can, not but God can. God can do what you can't. And all he's asking us is to hold on. Come on. We got to hold on to that thread. You know, you got to hold, you know, sometimes, sometimes you tell people, how you do it? I'm holding on. I'm holding on. Well, you better be holding on to the Lord. You better hold on to his to his threat. You know, you better be holding on to his hand because you know he's the one that's gonna pull you out and pull you through and give you the victory. So, you know, so whatever it is, God is in control. Israel lost the ark. God was doing his own battle. God was doing his own thing, his presence was doing his own thing, you know, against the Philistines, you know, And, and his presence in us, will give us the victory. His presence in you will pull you through. His presence in your family, in your home, will pull you through. So surrender it to God and say, here it is, Lord. I can't deal with this because there's things that we don't have no control of. But when we surrender it to God, we release the load and we allow him to carry it. You know, we don't need to be carrying it. We just need to surrender. And then praise him. Because you know what? In the midst of praise, his presence comes down. In the midst of worship, we cannot hold on. Because we're holding on to the the, the stuff he brings us down. But when we release it and when we raise our hands, we make ourselves available and say, Lord, fill me. Just like my hands, like right here. It's just like the presence of God just coming down. Hallelujah. And his presence is all over. Why? Because that's what he does. When we release it to him, he makes a way. He makes a way and he fills you and he gives you the peace. That's what passes understanding. All right, I got to go. I got to go. My time is, is just about up and I, I like timing. I like timing. So again, I say what I always say. Keep your focus. Keep your focus. Keep your focus on the Lord. The best is yet to come. You know, God is on the move. And if you're going through something, it's because you're doing something right. It's because the enemy is upset with you. But that doesn't, that's not for us to get scared. It's for us to continue to push forward because there's no weapon formed against you will prosper. There's nothing. The law says that you are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. The word says nothing is impossible for them that believe. You know, it says, as I go through the valley of the shadow up there, I will feel no evil for you are with me. So the Lord is with you. So if there's nothing, nothing, nothing that can come your way that you cannot handle. Yeah, for a moment, it will shake you up. For a moment, it will stir you up. But then you refocus and you say, Lord, I surrender it to you and the victory will be yours. Amen. And amen. Let us pray. Father God, I just thank you for this day and this hour. I thank you, Father God, for all those that are watching. Father, I pray your blessings upon them. I pray that you will just be there with them, Father God, that you will just encourage them, Holy Spirit, that they can rest upon you, that they can rest upon you. Whatever it is that they're facing today, that you will walk with them, Father. Whatever it is that's going to come their way today, Father, that they are more than conquerors in you, my Lord God, and you're making a way and the victory is already theirs. The victory is already theirs in Christ Jesus. I pray for healing. I pray for restoration. I pray for peace. I pray for joy over them. I pray for gladness. I pray for comfort. I pray for the joy of the Lord. It's the strength, Father. So again, I thank you for what you're going to continue to do. Bless them, keep them, and guide them. For this I ask in Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you guys. So glad you have been here with you this morning. Keep your focus, keep your focus. And I love you and we'll talk soon. God bless.